Hi, I'm Mackenzie. I have autism. But this podcast isn't really about that exactly. And I'm Andrea. I'm friends with Mackenzie. What our podcast is about is conversations and connections. It's about how we are the same and how we are different. For each episode, Mackenzie and I interview a different guest. Some of our guests experience intellectual and developmental disabilities, also known as IDD, and some don't. We talk about friendship, family, adulthood, and when it comes up, disability. Our podcast is called Everybody In because we are so interested in everybody. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. I'm Andrea Moore, one of your hosts for Everybody In, a podcast conceived and produced by The Wayfaring Band. And I am here with our co-host, my compatriot, my love, my treasure, the wonderful Mackenzie. Hey. uh, Hi, my name is Mackenzie Bovey-Nickel. I'm the co-host with Andrea Moore. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. We've got a great show today. Who's our guest today, Mackenzie? Our guest is Jared Sacramento. Jared Sacramento, former artist in residence with the Wayfaring Band. Um, Secret surprise identity to be revealed shortly. Uh, I'm super excited to have Jared here. Um, You knew Jared already? I mean, we've met in passing. Okay. You weren't on the trip that he was the artist in residence on. No. I know. He was the artist for our Nashville adventure. Um... And also, should we just tell our listeners how yes. what other special skill set Jared has? Yes. Okay, what is it? He does the music for our podcast. Yes, he is Let's indeed go. our DJ, DJ Dosage. Uh, he's done all the original music and uh, lots of other stuff that he does too. So um, we're going to get to know him better. But first, let's talk a little bit about the format. The format. What's up today? All right. So he is my guest. So... I'm going to ask him two questions and we're going to bounce back. Mm-hmm. And Andrea is going to piggyback off of our question. Yeah. I'm going to be the disrun- disgruntled person listening to you. And <laughs> if you don't go deep enough, I'm going to buzz <laughs> at you until you do. You know, the usual. Hey. Um. Okay. So you've got your stuff prepped. Hopefully he's got some interesting questions for you prepped. <laughs> I know you should be afraid. Be afraid. I'm always afraid. Yeah. Um. Just awesome. Surprises. Well, hopefully we can hear a little bit more about him. Welcome, Jared Sacramento. Hi, everybody. Hey. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. We're excited. Oh, I'm very excited. Awesome. Can you tell us before you and Mackenzie get started? We tell us a little bit about yourself in your own words. Yeah. So, um, I was the musician resident artist on the Nashville trip. I'm the one responsible for that uh, Nashville mixtape on the website, and I also made the, as they were saying, the music for the podcast, and I'm excited to work even more with the Wayfaring Band. I know. Now everyone's really going to think we're a band. <laughs> we have a resident DJ. Yep. It's it's all right. It's all right. Just keeping people I'm guessing. turning it into a band. Okay. Hey, great. Let's go. All right. Cool. Mike, right. you have any other questions about his life? Um, where did you go to college? What... Well, I went to started college at University of South Florida, but I ended up leaving. It wasn't really for me. It's not for everybody. It's too hot there. No, ma'am. No, it's not. It's not for everybody. Florida or college. Yeah, <laughs> emphasis on it being too hot. That was probably the worst part. <laughs> so 
Well, what else? Yeah, before we get into the questions, like tell us a little bit more about other aspects of your life. So are you from Florida? Uh, not originally. I was born in Ohio, and we ended up moving all over the place. We lived in Virginia. We lived in Australia, Ooh. Norway, wow. then Africa <laughs> for a little bit, and we ended up in Florida after all of that. Time out. Where in Africa? Sao Tome and Principe. Okay, cool. Do you know where that is? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe That's we better nice. get a little more information about yes. that one. Yeah, it's a tiny little island off the west coast of Africa. It's um, probably the closest country is Gabon, if you're familiar with that, in Central Africa. Cool. It's essentially right on the equator. How old were you when you lived there? I was seven, eight. It was only a, a few months, so you got to put yeah. lived in yeah, quotes. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, and what, I mean, I think we got to get into this a little bit before we do the other questions, but like what, what took you and your family all over? I mean, that's, you just dropped four continents. <laughs> <laughs> Not like, it. yeah. I mean, so tell us like how, what took you to all those places? Oh, well, my mom was a computer programmer and her company was amazing at making phone bills. So <laughs> countries, this was the nineties, of course, when that was impressive, but <laughs> the, the different companies overseas offered, uh, the projects where they were hiring those employees to come teach them how to make their software and use their software. Specifically so, for phones. Yeah. For phone that. bills. That's and this how is pre cell, pre cell phone or like cell phone bills. No landline bills. Landline bills. Yeah. Wow. Mackenzie, do you know what a landline is? Yes. My mom I'm still kidding. has one. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So you've got one in the house. Okay. And it's wireless. It's not cord. It's not okay. Cord. All right. So you're not like all the way back. Yes. And uh, my mom like on the phone <laughs> wrapping around the corner of the house going upstairs. No. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> not, not like that. that. Uh, all right. Cool. And tell us any other connections. I mean, so in each of those places, your mom's company had y'all moving and traveling. Well, not in Sao Tome and Principe. I, I went there because that's where my dad's from. Okay. And we kind of, um, the way the school year works out in Australia versus America, if you um, leave in the summer vacation in Australia, you kind of come back to the summer vacation in America because nice. seasons are switched and all. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so I just cool. had a very, very long summer Dang. in Africa. Awesome. Cool. I want to hear so much more about this. Maybe it will come up as we go. Seriously Maybe. doubt it. <laughs> Seriously <laughs> Believe me, uh, plan on it. <laughs> plan on me finding a way. <laughs> All right, awesome. I'm going to leave you to it. Mackenzie, I turn it to you. Hey, let's go. All right, our first question is, what is lit? Oh, my goodness. This is a difficult one. Are we asking for a definition or an interpretation? No, just like, um, how's life? How's your life going? Oh. See, there's my half-white side showing. <laughs> uh, i'd say life's going pretty great what can you be upset about hmm. what's mean, like big in your life right now big in my life right now hmm besides netflix <laughs> and uh that chicken sandwich i was telling you about hey. earlier i'm obsessed with <laughs> but which side of the line did you come down on by the way i mean i Popeyes or, or Chick Fil A, <laughs> or is this oh, a different no, Chick Fil A? Oh, no, 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 no. I found a different sandwich outside of the debate. You're weighing in outside of the debate. Yeah, okay. more, it's more of like a independent voter chicken sandwich. <laughs> I see. Okay, okay. okay, so that's lit. That mm -hmm. the sandwich. That yeah, chicken sandwich. Voter. Okay. And what what are you watching on Netflix? Yeah. Um, start watching Top Boy. Uh, lots of documentaries, just weird stuff. Mm -hmm. 
that's kind of what I'm into. Not very interesting. Cool, cool. I I mean, I feel compelled to be like, I can't believe you're not going to bring up the Dark Crystal right now, though. Oh, I forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah, like, the Dark hello. Crystal, good gravy. <laughs> good gravy. <laughs> yeah, that's the best show that's come out in the past year, hands down. All have right. you seen it, Mackenzie? No. <laughs> oh, my not. goodness. Can and we stop this and watch? <laughs> <laughs> all right, listeners, hold on while we take a quick break to introduce Mackenzie to all of Jim Henson and his oh creature shop. Do you know what it is, Matt? No. Nope. All right, Jared, you're on. Tell me. Whew. So, puppets. The whole series done with these fancy, fancy puppets. And it's just so beautiful because they did such a great job building them and they did such a great job animating all of them. They have like an all-star cast of voice actors. Mm-hmm. It's just wild. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it with that green, like the cover that has like the green guy as a puppet? You don't mean Kermit mm. the Frog. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely uh, not Kermit. Did it look like a Gelfling? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That probably was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. Cool. So it's a prequel. the The series is a prequel that you know, because in the, what was it, early eighties? Yeah, I think that the original movie came out nineteen eighty two. So us old folk got into that back in the day. Okay, and then <laughs> yeah, but I know that Jared and I were talking about that separately. So I was like, oh man, we've been getting into that. A lot of uh, texting back and forth about that. I can't believe I forgot. Egg on my face. Well, you feel like you got enough out of Jared about what's lit? Yeah. <laughs> Ready for his first question for you? Oh, yes. Let's go. Okay. This is kind of hard hitting. Hope it's okay. It's okay. What is your preferred breakfast cereal? Now, it sounds very simple. I got you, though. That's a telling question. I got you. It is okay. Um, My favorite breakfast cereal is Frosted Flakes. Oh, nice. It's so all right. She's looking at us like, I'm so so glad somebody (laughs) finally asked me this question. I mean,. All right. Well, I don't really eat Frosted Flakes anymore because I had the surgery and milk and just liquids just don't mess with me. What kind of surgery? Oh, clarify that for us. Sorry. Um, I got bariatric surgery, so my stomach is like the size of of, of a banana. And so if I have like liquids with food, it messes everything up. Hmm. So it's pretty awful, but in a good thing, I guess. Um, But I... So cereal is like off the table. Yeah, but back in the day, you know, <laughs> Frosted Flakes were, like, my favorite thing. That was, like, my go-to cereal. That was, like, I didn't even eat it for breakfast. I ate it for, like, a min- midnight snack, yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> With for that sure. cold milk. Oh, man, let's go. Yeah, oh. midnight snack is really your oh. best window for cereal yeah. eating, in yeah, my opinion. 100%. Yes, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so cereal's good. kind of a whack breakfast. Oh. Especially if it's going to be filled with that much sugar as Frosted Flakes. <laughs> no, it really does make a better dessert. extra sugar on it. Oh, no, you're one oh, of the, no. the extra yeah. sugar on the Frosted Flakes. Oh, yeah. I will say that Frosted Flakes have kind of the ideal texture. Mm-hmm. To the me. best is like the corn flavor mm-hmm. and then the... And mm-hmm. extra it's sugar. So that's wild. My mom wouldn't even let me that. put extra sugar on cornflakes. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> that's the worst. No, we could never have that in our house, but it was like if I went to somebody else's house, I was like, yes. <laughs> Frosted flakes. Frosted flakes is life. But that is my go to thing. Like, I still eat it, but I have to eat it plain. It's even good plain. It doesn't even have to have milk mm-hmm. on it. Okay. If I don't put sugar, I can't, I can't do it anymore because sugar's just, yeah. It's a hot mess. Good call. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I got trimmed down. Working on my six pack. 
Trying to get that Cardi body. Hey, let's go. I don't, yeah, I mean, I need some in the hips and uh, everything else, but I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, what's yours? Hmm. Raisin Bran Crunch. Ooh. Okay. It has to be crunched. That's right. Yeah. You can't have regular Raisin That's Bran because right. it's trash. Correct. <laughs> yeah. The crunch is everything. <laughs> After like three months, like, you know, the Raisin Bran that gets lost in the back of your cupboard. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember as a little kid, and then like those Bran flakes just turned to like powdered dust. They're just like so rough. Those are rough, 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 rough. days. We would not. Those yeah, I mean, that's days. like yeah, that was in there. I was in the cabinet. But the crunch one, what is up with that? The the little crunch things are like, I don't know. They're very special though. Yeah, it's like super over sugared granola. Yeah. That's why it's so good. And then they stick yeah. to everything, and you'll get like a flake with the crunch attached to it. Yeah, yeah. And you get nice. all those crunch crumbs. Ooh. Oh, get out of here. That sounds amazing. That's you know, cereal. like basic four, hate to say it, but like basic mm-hmm. four has a little bit of that. Like one of the little chunky things in basic four seems like raisin bran crunch to me. Basic is that a cereal? It is. It's Damn. probably the it's like a white organic. and green box. I don't know. <laughs> is that organic stuff? No, it's not. Oh, at what? All. it's not. <laughs> it's like cheap. You know, oh. it's like I think it's 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 like American muesli. You know, like how Americans <laughs> don't eat muesli; we eat granola, uh-huh. which is a shame because muesli is far superior to granola. Um, so, f- yeah, basic four is kind of like just shy of muesli. I think, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna have to look that one up. Yeah, I, I don't think it's better than raisin bran crunch, <laughs> though. Well, I, I mean, I'm, yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice to have a second. Um, I gotta know where you both weigh in on the Captain Crunch peanut butter, like tongue Ooh. slicing sharp <laughs> debate. You know, some folks like really love that cereal. Some are not feeling it because of the whole, you know, I axe like the murdering berry. of the tongue. Oh, dang. Look, I it's like super berry. sharp. If you don't soak that stuff for like thirty <laughs> minutes in milk, <laughs> that will cut your mouth up. It's the yeah, worst. Yeah, she's right. I was actually talking about this earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances? Well, I talk about cereal a lot. That's not weird. <laughs> but my favorite cereal would be Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries if it weren't for the violence involved yeah. in eating it. <laughs> if yeah. it weren't for the violence, yeah. I would like it. It's just not worth it. Right. Yeah, oh. it's hard. No, it's I can't have any soggy cereal. So, I, like, I, yeah. Mm-mm. So if you just with the Captain Crunch and you have to let it sit for a minute because it hurts your tongue, hurts it so you're bad. Out, you're out. Yeah, I'm so like, whoo. Yeah, it's <laughs> <a, no, laughs> so gross. Oh man, yeah. I'm a big Lucky fan charms. right now. I'm Lucky. sorry, I have to jump in here because I have no, some opinion. People have opinions. Like <laughs> yeah. cereals, like this is an opinionated matter. But um, I've been eating Honey Nut Checks. Oh, okay. I know. Surprise, Honey Nut Checks are um, have all that the fun of the texture and also instead of kind of the wheat vibe they're giving you the corn Mm -hmm. the corn or the rice or whatever vibe of checks not like i'm gluten-free but it's just i really like the texture i just like that little hatch kind of situation that checks have checks Um, are legit i love those yeah i mean my all-time favorite but i don't buy it because it's just too too sweet but it's cinnamon life i just love life and i'm but i'm a fan i'm the opposite i'm like i love a soggy cereal I love to take a cereal and just like really get it nice and soggy. I have a, I have a piggy go, piggyback question. Do you soak your cereal or do you put a little splash of milk? Like, does the milk go How over high? The yeah. ratio? You want to know about <laughs> yeah. the ratio? Yeah. Well, I think I definitely lean towards less milk. 
But the way I eat cereal is actually pretty horrifying because <laughs> I'll just get the whole box <laughs> and the whole milk and have them just with me. Oh no! So that way I can just keep supplementing. <laughs> yeah, and you can balance out your as your, your ratio levels. gets yeah. off. You just I fix used, it up. I used to be like that. Too. Yeah, it gets too soggy. You throw a little more crunch in there. Oh man, we are all people who like food. Um, all right, then now that makes me want to like go in a little bit of a different direction, which is like your secret shameful stories. I mean, I'll just tell you mine because I just <laughs> thought of it. But I was thinking about like, because I have all these like weird behaviors I do so as to not do that. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I'll like make a cereal or whatever. If like, if it's at night, if it's the midnight snack version, because I'm not likely to do that in the morning is like have too many. But at night, it'd be like, ooh, I could go for one more. So I like make it put everything all the way away to try and like create <laughs> barriers, you know, <laughs> to having more. But then, you know, so then it's like if I'm going to go get everything out again and like, you know, do all the things again. And it's like, tries to slow me down. But one time I was just thinking in, about like things I cannot have in the house. Like I cannot have Nutella in oh, my house no. because it's so good. And one time I had Nutella in my house and I was like really in a lot of stress about how hard it is to manage my relationship to <laughs> Nutella so much so that I had a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I was like asleep and I had a nightmare that I couldn't stop eating the, the Nutella. And I woke up and I was like, it's still in the house. <laughs> and so it was like three o'clock in the morning and I literally like got up. I like threw on a robe and some slippers. I got my Nutella out of the cabinet and I like marched outside <laughs> all the way to the alley to the dumpster and like threw that shit away. Cause I was like, you need to get out of my mind, out of my dreams, out of my house. You and I cannot be friends. Like we just, I can't do it. So, Man, so Abu Dhabi was pretty hard because they had Nutella. Listen, yeah, Mackenzie, <laughs> Mackenzie, and I were both in Abu Dhabi earlier yeah. this year for the Special Olympic World Games, and uh, yeah, when I'm traveling to Europe <laughs> or stuff like that, yeah, that it's Nutella. as long as someone else is in control of the yeah. Nutella. I, I love it. I just don't want it in my house. I just can't be trusted. Yeah. I see those commercials and it's like a mom feeding it to her child for breakfast. I'm like, get a grip. That's just chocolate in a jar. What are you doing? No, am I the only one? No, I never Nobody? got that into Nutella. Oh. Like, I like it, but it never got problematic. No. Any other problematic foods? I mean, things that are no longer welcome in the cabinets. Oh, man. <laughs> that chicken sandwich I was talking okay, about. Okay, let's get into yes. it. Yeah, I keep ordering it on Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. I can't stop. Last week, I ordered it three times. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of life is this? <laughs> I got an Instagram post for you. I'll send it to you later. Oh, I've got yes. one for you. Yeah, it's, it's good. If there's a chicken sandwich in it, don't send it to me because I'll order one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't have that situation because my mom lives i'm like not lazy but i'm lazy so if i get hungry at night i just suffer that's right (laughs) (laughs) i know that i know that too (laughs) because um i'm too tired to get up and like walk like 20 feet to my mom's house (laughs) because i live in a carriage house out back and so like if i really 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 need something i will go over there but um yeah sometimes it's just a lost cause for me Mm-hmm. Um, but lately I've been like craving like, s- like Takis, Takis. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Takis. Yeah. <laughs> We're um, both like, oh, you have our attention. <laughs> <laughs> Takis. So, um, what I do, can't tell my mom, but <laughs> you do know she's listening, right? 
She doesn't have a smartphone. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go for um, it. Up to but, you. <laughs> I'm going to sacrifice myself. Okay. Um. So, um, you know, it's college life, right? So, you know, there's like little stores and on campus. Um. So I hit this one. <laughs> one uh store up <laughs> and they have like the full bag of talkies it's not like the half bag situation so i just go over there and get me some you handle it i get yeah and i do have a fix on uh i x i n g t x n t or oh, oh yeah. the drink I know what yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is it X-I-N-G? Is it Jing? Yeah. Jing Ting? Yeah. Jing Ting, I think. So I have a problem with or Zing it. Ting? Yeah. It's bad. It's really bad, actually. <laughs> it's like it's coming to a problem. <laughs> why? Tell us why. Because I think they put something in there to... Um, Aha, the, the, the thing everybody likes to blame. <sighs> they did it. They did it to me. <laughs> it's... I have a problem and I think I should probably go see somebody with it because like <laughs> I buy two or three and then I like save them for like for three uh-huh. days. But then if I'm done, I, it's like I have to go get more <laughs> and it's not good. Yeah. It is not good. It's it's a situation. Yeah. Well, wait, what flavors oh, are you getting in the mango? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, mango. the secret ingredient is called refined sugar. That's <laughs> that's what you're hooked on. I don't think that is it though. Okay. I feel like I'm going to add that's how bad it okay. is. Okay. If I don't have three in the house, I have to go get more. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. <sighs> it's the worst. Uh, they sell those at my, at my work. Oh. And I'm always down there in the little shop <laughs> buying them. <laughs> except I buy the unsweetened one with no sugar. So oh. I feel really proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I should probably try that. But like, college campus don't have that. Like, they don't have mm-hmm. like. No, they want um, you hooked. And oh my God, it's the worst. And so my goal is. Cause I have a class tomorrow. I'm just not gonna walk by that building. You know, I'm gonna just smart. Now we're talking. These are the things that we do to try to protect ourselves. (laughs) It's the worst, but that's and like that's real about college though, Mackenzie. Like thinking, you know, or any time, whatever, or like even early working life. Whenever we break away from our folks, right, and we start having more independence. I'm remembering I used to live a block away from a Dunkin' Donuts. I went to school in Boston. I lived a block away from a Dunkin' Donuts, man. And that was like when like the culottas came out. I know, old. Um, but I, they're like basically like sugary ass frozen drinks. And, you know, I was just didn't know better. And I was just like getting those. And it does. It feels like, I mean, honestly, to, to me, it felt like war. You know, it was like trying to make good choices. And at the same time being like, I deserve this. And. <laughs> I get to do what I want, and I'll I don't work, have to run this by out. anybody. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's the worst. It's a it's a situation. It's bad. I mean, it's well. Then how do you how do you what kind of discipline? How do you do discipline when you when your mom's not the one doing it? How do you do it? I mean, it's a lost cause. I don't even really know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and sometimes I it just, is. Sometimes. It just depends on my credit card. You know, if it's declined and you get embarrassed because mm. people is like, uh, sorry, ma'am, your your card's declined. Yeah, <laughs> financial so, boundaries. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm like, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, but not there yet. I relate to what you said about, like, I'm not even going to walk by that building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, for me, that kind of stuff, 
I don't know. I sometimes think about, you know, like American Ninja Warrior. And it's like sometimes life in my inside of my head looks like that. It's like, okay, I have to climb the warp wall <laughs> just to get to the next 20 minutes of what I need to get done. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'm alone in that. But <laughs> no. That sounds kind of awesome. My mind doesn't work like that at all. It would be more awesome if I were always good at it, you know, yeah. but a lot of times it's falling in the water. <laughs> you don't so. want to be that guy. Right, right. I would never fall in the water. <laughs> we'll see. You let us know if you walk by that building without going in. Next oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to just text you guys. Guys, I messed it up, man. <laughs> This time I got five. It was just like a <laughs> selfie with her and like five zinc teas. Mm-hmm. Um, Thumbs up and stuff. Good question about the cereal, though. Yeah. That one is revealing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cross um, the flakes, man. Now that everybody's hungry, should we let folks take a break and we'll be right back? It's already time for a break. I know. What? It's okay. Go get a snack. Get you some Takis and some tea. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Bye. The Wayfaring Band is an adventure where everybody belongs. But we're not a rock and roll band, are we, Mackenzie? No. So what type of band are we? We are a band of travelers. A band of travelers, right. So the Wayfaring Band creates original, transformative adventures for adults with and without intellectual and developmental disabilities. But who can travel with the band? Everybody. Oh, that's right. Everybody can. Well, as long as they're a grown-up, right? I mean, our programs are for adults. Sorry, kids. Yeah, sorry, kids. But if you're an adult, everybody, you too can travel with the Wayfaring Band. Adults with developmental disabilities, caregivers, students, teachers, professionals, activists, interested community members, all of you are welcome to join us on tour and experience our culture of inclusion firsthand. Be a part of it. How can they learn more, Mackenzie? Learn more at www.thewayfaringband.com. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Who's listening. Hello. Listening. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Hey. Did y'all get your Takis? You got your tea? Ooh. Hopefully you had a nice taste flakes. of it on the Frosted Flakes <laughs> with or without milk at whatever mm-hmm. ratio you prefer. Hey. All right. My next question Everybody needs help sometimes. What do you need help with? Uh, I actually need a lot of help, I think. But probably one of the big things that I feel like I need help with is managing like kind of my stress and my mental health, things like that. Because a lot of times I'll get feeling real low and terrible and then I'll just want to like hide in a hole. Mm -hmm. And that's when I need help from like a good friend to come in like see how I'm doing or check in with me or invite me to hang out or something like that. Mm. Cause once you get down there, you don't really start, you don't really ask for help as much. Mm. Yeah. I can relate to that too, actually. On oh, like yeah. the last couple weeks, like I've been like not really myself, um, mm-hmm. super depressed. Um, just feeling like I have a lot to do and, Usually I don't talk to anyone, so I just, like, shut everyone out. But I can't because I just am too busy. But I'd rather just not. Yeah. How do you both ask for help when what you just, what I heard you just describe is that the the further down you are, tell me if this is true, Jared, that Mm -hmm. the further down you are, the harder it is to ask. Yeah, absolutely. 
Because once you get kind of the worse you feel about yourself, the less you feel like you even want help. Right. Where you're more just focused on like, let me just keep being angry or keep being mad and whatever. Keep eating Takis till I'm done crying or whatever, <laughs> right, <laughs> whatever right, right, phase right, right. you're going through. More cereal, more milk. <laughs> so real. Yeah. That you go buy the Nutella. That's yeah. <laughs> in the house. Um what so what do you do how how do you do, ask for help in those moments when you don't actually want it well i kind of found like a workaround where i'll just start talking to somebody about something different and then you might like just hope that somebody's going to ask oh well how are you doing but not like that superficial how are you doing the like mm-hmm. i actually want to hear all your your junk how you're doing mm-hmm. and so that's one of the things i'll do or I'm very lucky in that I have a uh, really close relationship with my parents, so mm-hmm. I'll call them sometimes, and they always ask whether I like it or not. So, like, what's yeah, what's real? Yeah, exactly, and they Where can they tell live? too. No. Uh, they live in Florida. Okay, so right. pretty far away, but we still keep in touch regularly. That's better than Norway, <laughs> right? <laughs> like one of the other places that you've lived. At least it's closer in terms of time. Oh, yeah, I wish they lived there though, because I could go visit. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> What do you do, Mackenzie, when you feel that way? I don't talk to anyone. I push people away, actually. I don't um, know that's a bad thing, but actually it's a good thing for me because, mm-hmm. like, when I hit rock bottom, like, I was like, oh, I need I need something. So I guess I would ask, but usually I just don't feel like asking for help. You know? like Yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's exactly why I do the workaround because then I can sort of like be really sneaky and I'm not the one asking. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm just making conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, usually I just like just being by myself, and then usually I can bring myself back up with my sports or something that nice. I like to do. Or what about Mickey, your service dog? Does that? I mean, sometimes yes and no. Mickey's amazing. Don't get me wrong, but that's like you have to work. He's like because you have to focus on him. And like you want to focus on yourself, like it does. It just depends on how my mood is sometimes too. I love him to death. Like, don't get me wrong, but having a service dog is a like hard work because mm-hmm. you have to check on him. And if like I don't want to be with someone, you know, um, even though he's a service dog and he needs like, they always assume that they a service dog needs to be with you like forty eight hours of the time, like every day and every night sometimes i just need people to back off and so let me just soak it in i see you nodding uh, jared oh yeah i feel that yeah. <laughs> get away <laughs> yeah i do that quite a bit but yeah. that's usually more of a first step to where that would be my initial reaction is everybody get back and then once i'm like oh crap this isn't getting better <laughs> well yeah i mean like to what degree is that okay though Right. Like, is is there a space in which I mean, because uh, to me, when you describe that, Mackenzie, I'm like, yeah, I think that's that's OK to not want to be with anyone. A, a service dog, a, you know, animals require care, attention, mm-hmm. love. And if if you're feeling depleted. Um, so how do you know? Like, yeah, where's the line, I guess. Right. Between, OK, this is like much needed alone time. And then how do you know that you're drifting or is it only when you look in the rearview mirror and you've crossed the line and you're like, Oh, I'm in the danger zone. I mean, I always cross the line. Okay. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I just start like 
doubting myself a whole bunch and then having like those feelings that I need to go punch something hmm. or um just having really bad thoughts that aren't likely to be good in the outcome. Can you say are you willing to say a little more about that? Mm, uh, no. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Let me you just yeah. think it over. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe I got you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, Jared, who do you know uh, when you think about, so you, you both are saying that you need help with asking for help or maybe getting out of a funk. Does that mm -hmm. feel true? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are there people that you can think of in your life? So your parents are good. It sounds like, or some of your friends at showing you the care and attention mm -hmm. and affection. Um, but are there people you can think of who, when they get down, it looks at least from the outside that they have the tools like, do you think of people who are like, they're good at that? Hmm, good at bringing themselves back? Yeah, or like, I don't know. I mean. Hmm, I feel like I know people like that, but I almost feel like it's almost like a guilt thing where I'm like, if I see somebody that's a close friend of mine struggling, even if I'm like, oh, yeah, he's good. He'll always come back. I still feel like I should go step in and say something just because from my perspective, I'm thinking maybe he does want help, but he's just too proud to ask for it or yeah. too scared to ask for it. So you're sensitive. You're saying that you're like, if you notice in one of your friends and you're like, mm, something's off, yeah. you're going to go in. Mm -hmm. And do people do that for you? Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. I do have a, a lot of good friends that, that stick around and come help me out when I'm feeling bummed. Yeah. Mackenzie, what do you think about that? Like, do you have, people that i do i have a lot of people in my support circle that's what i call them but i don't really reach out to them if i really need it yeah and i think i need to get better at that like i have one person um carly like she's like the best person ever um we'll Hi, have carly. two i have two actually <laughs> krista and carly um but carly is like my she's a super chill and like um, she knows my background a lot too, so she knows how to uh, pull me out of the funk. Um, she's always there if I need to talk to her and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And without having, you don't have to go into specifics, but what I'm curious about is like over the course of your young life, mm -hmm. has it gotten easier? Like when you talk about like your your background, things you've been through in the mm -hmm. past, do you feel like you've got skills today that you? Oh, yes. Like so many skills. I think like back in the day, I probably would be in jail or somewhere not good. Um, like, yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you another one. <laughs> <laughs> you know right. me. Yeah. Well, I'm Go curious ahead. when you say you think you would be in jail. Well, I guess it's like behaviors. Um, so I would like do stuff that was like really bad like i would go trespassing or just be super unsafe to myself or to my mom mm -hmm. um or to others so um i think it's just behaviors that would show in not a good way and when you say behaviors to what degree do you see that as being related to your disability or is it unrelated I mean, it could be both ways, I guess, because um, I didn't know the techniques today than, like, years ago, like, back then. Mm -hmm. So, um, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. The reason I ask, what it made me think of when you said I, I would end up in jail is, like, the sheer 
enormity of folks who are incarcerated who experience disabilities of some kind or another, cognitive disabilities. Um, you know, and it's such a spectrum of mm-hmm. how we all relate to each other, of how we relate to ourselves. And so it's not so clear cloud as like you do have and you don't have and like, you know, whatever. It's not, I don't think it's as simple as that. But it's interesting to me to think about when we're talking about what we deem as a society acceptable, mm-hmm. right? Like your behaviors, this behavior is acceptable to us as a group and this behavior is unacceptable. And that some of those things like, you know, I can get on board with like murder is unacceptable, but then there's like a whole lot of other behaviors that I don't know are messier than that for me that just sort of can cause some people to feel afraid. Mm -hmm. Right. Just like when, when, when I might behave in a way that like seems unexpected or unpredictable, if that causes fear and then that causes suspicion and then that relates something else and it can kind of just be a slippery slope. And that's why I was asking like, you know, do you feel sometimes, have you ever felt misunderstood about your behaviors where like people think you're bad instead of, oh, you need another way to communicate? Yes or no. Okay. Um, more um, no, because I knew it was wrong and I just. Okay. So sometimes you're just knowing, yeah, you're acting out yeah. on purpose. Um, cause, and then yes, because I didn't know how to communicate that mm-hmm. too. But now like, cause I have so much support. And, like, my mom hasn't gave up on me yet. <laughs> uh, I, mean, um, I know how to um, um, get better, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not get better, but um, to overcome this. Uh, I don't know. Overcome the behaviors that they usually show. Well, what feels real about what you're saying and, and that to me that feels super relatable is this idea that like getting better does not mean being perfect. Yeah. Right. It's mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it's just like it, it's just the path and then we're always on it and it never ends. It's just, yeah. you know, until we die. <laughs> but I mean, because, you know, it doesn't having a, having some tools. It's, you know, what I'm hearing you say is that you have more tools now than you used to, but that you still end up sometimes feeling alone, wanting to push people away and mm-hmm. not asking for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back to what you were saying at the beginning, Jared, you were talking about originally you said, you know, needing help with managing stress and mental health. Mm-hmm. What are, so I'm like from Mackenzie, I'm hearing like triggers of wanting to do things in order. And so it sounds like Mac, when you get saturated, like just overwhelmed too, mm-hmm. too many things at once. And then there's just like, okay, I, nothing else will fit. And anything else is just going to spill over the edge. Mm-hmm. Does that feel mm-hmm. true? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, make, a t- make a t-shirt. <laughs> um, what's, what are your triggers, Jared? Hmm. I'd say I have a lot of uh, romantic triggers where relationship drama or dating difficulties hit me pretty hard. Uh, the political situation can tend to trigger me a lot. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of times it's uh, it d- it does just kind of feel like a, a too much of really anything, mm-hmm. too much responsibilities or thinking you have too many responsibilities when really you have just like the same <laughs> like you did one, last week. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but today but, it's too many. Yeah, it's just kind of the way you frame it, because sometimes I'll just uh, one bad thing will happen in the morning and I'll be like, oh darn, I dropped my toothbrush, and then next thing you know, it's like, oh, and I dropped my shoe. 
and I burnt my breakfast and there's traffic. And the next thing you know, I'm like ready to cry into my hands for an hour when really it's just the same stuff that happened to me yesterday. Mm. Not that I'm dropping my toothbrush every day. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, I think that it's funny listening to kind of. I, I tend to have a fairly, I mean, I think it's, I mean, whatever, it's the same. It's not that mm. different, but sometimes I feel like I have a kind of high tolerance for responsibility and like a lot going on, um, that I can have a lot going on at one time and, and feel comparatively maybe to other, other folks I know and, and feel like relatively okay. Like I get stimulated by that, you mm -hmm. know, I want to have a lot going on. And so even if I didn't, I would seek that, um, but my stuff always gets triggered by feeling like I have like my self-worth and this is not something I'm proud of. It's just like what it is. And my self-worth gets tied up with what I can accomplish. Uh. And if I am not checking things off a list or building something that seems like it has value or, you know, that sometimes the idea of just being doesn't feel like enough for myself it's I, I have no judgment about that for other people right like I'm perfectly happy for other people to be is that true that's not totally true <laughs> as I'm saying that I'm like no nah, don't lie that's not totally <laughs> true like I actually I'm like actually a lot of my I, I definitely have opinions about what other people are up to and I definitely think that there are some folks that could be doing more and being less mm -hmm. <laughs> but um but most of it is like self-critical most of my stuff is self-critical yeah so See, with that, I actually have the total opposite perspective where my dream is to just be. Chill? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like, I super envy the hunter-gatherer lifestyle mm -hmm. where you like walk around, see an apple, eat an apple, see a gopher, eat a gopher, you just kind of <laughs> live your life like that. <laughs> Whatever's in front of you is what you're doing. I love that with. you act like it's like that and not like if we don't find a mammoth, <laughs> we are all going to die. Oh, well, that, was <laughs> like in, that was in Europe. They had they set themselves up moving in a cold like that. In Africa, hunter gatherers, they had gophers and well, they didn't okay. have gophers, but <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, the, if you're living somewhere where there's lots of food, like people are supposed to. <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair. Uh, are you ready to hear Jared's final question for you? Yeah, let's go. Is, oh, okay. is it, are, do you have anything you want to say about the help topic? Or are you good? Uh, no, I'm all good. Uh, yeah, we all can move set. on to the next question. <laughs> all set on help. And next okay. question. <laughs> all right. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't look at me like I one? have to do it, too. No. You, okay. can, you can give me a list. Right, I'm just give don't you a list, list every country because that's definitely <laughs> cheating. No, no. Um, I know it's like 195, <laughs> I think, right now. So let's, oh, yeah, no, let's not do all not. that. It's not. It's okay. okay. Um, I always wanted to go to Hawaii. That's like on my bucket list nice. is Hawaii ever since I was little. The next place I want to go to uh, is um, Haiti. Yeah, um, my roommate's Haitian. Hey, oh, cool. That's that's cool. Um, and like work in the orphanage there, orphanages there. Um, that's like my all-time goal is huh. to work in an orphanage in Haiti. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that cool. about you. Yeah, well, it was Africa, but then I was all like, "There's a lot of people that go to <laughs> Africa, so <laughs> I just want to go." Haiti um and maybe adopt a kid from there I don't know um 
I just want to travel all over the place, actually. So I can't really <laughs> listen. I'm like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm trying to bite my tongue right now, but like, you just triggered like 64 questions in me. But anyway, why? I'm curious, Jared. What uh, your question? Like, tell us where, where are you? Yeah. Where would you like to go? Yeah. Where would I like to go? Hmm. One place I've always wanted to go is Turkey. And part of that is because I stumbled upon some like Turkish chefs on Instagram and now I'm okay. following like six of them and I'm just obsessed. I want to be buried in pistachios. Yes. You're not wrong about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so Turkey's a big one. Also, all my vacation ideas are food related. Correct. Ghana is another place I'd really oh like God, to go. Just, let's go. Let's go. Tassima. Yeah. I kind of want to do it. like an Africa food tour where I just go all over through Africa eating everything thank you i'd love to come (laughs) (laughs) the self-invite yeah you are invited yes (laughs) amazing what travel is obviously a huge part of your life oh yeah uh how many places are like what are some of the favorite places i mean you've told us some places you've lived Mm. where else have you been that maybe stands out to you as a highlight Mm. probably one of the favorite places i've been has been morocco Mm-hmm. I was just there, I believe it was last year. Yeah, I think it was last year I was in Morocco and it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. The food there, get out. It was mm-hmm. so good. Andrea, listen. Did you go to Morocco? Yes. Yeah. I also mm-hmm. I agree. I'm trying very hard to let him talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. My bad. No, it's Wait all right. I'm like vigorously nodding, but mm-hmm. being like, don't talk about Morocco. Don't talk about Morocco. Let Jared talk about Morocco. Um, yeah. But yeah, Turkey too, man. I'm just like, I'll eat my way through North Africa and the Middle East mm. any day. For yeah, sure. Another favorite uh, culinary destination for me is Portugal. Mm-hmm. I love Portuguese food. And uh, since Portugal colonized Sao Tome, my dad knows a lot of like Portuguese style cooking. So I grew Mm. up eating a lot of Portuguese food and I'm obsessed. Yeah. Question. Correct. Question. What, what type of food? Like, yes. Tell us more. Like, what can we expect? Yeah. Portuguese food. Because I don't. You can expect a lot of seafood. Mm -hmm. Then probably... Grilled sardines, for example. <laughs> grilled like, that's sardines, a standard. Definitely. Grilled sardines <laughs> and like French fries is like a standard Portuguese like lunch. Yeah. And a little green salad. Mm-hmm. Del- then, she's um, making a face. If only people <laughs> could see the face. Just like not sure. Very big eyes. Very alarmed face. Sardine. Okay. Yeah. Sardines are delicious. My favorite thing that they make in Portugal, though, is the, the bread. Ooh. Those little rolls. Ooh, I thought you were going to go with the egg custards. Oh, no. That's not even on my list. What? Bread's on the list. Yes. Oh, it's so good. I I spent a few months in Portugal with one of my aunts one time, and there was a corner store a few blocks from her house, and I would go there every morning and just get like a piece of bread and then have a cup of coffee and dip the bread in the coffee, and that was Mm. my breakfast every day. Mm -hmm. It sounds so good. It was amazing. Butter, Mm. coffee, bread. Yes. If you'd like to go to Portugal <laughs> with Jared, <laughs> I know, right? You should do cool. And I mean, you know, I, I started a travel company. I could help you figure this out, but <laughs> oh. you do. Oh, I'm like, hello. I know, but Duh. I'm just like, Jared, do culinary destination trips. Like you have the travel experience. People will totally sign up to go eat their way through a place hey, that sounds with great. a guide. 
I can help you figure it out. So cool. I know. That's a cool job. You just travel around. Sweet job. It'd be like man versus food. (laughs) You can even have your own TV show. That's the dream. To be a travel show that just eats everything. Yeah. Um, What did we not get to? Mac, you have any final questions for Jared? No. Do you have any questions for any more questions for me and Andrea? No, I only prepared the two. (laughs) And I cannot (laughs) improvise. (laughs) No, everything I've said so far is scripted. Oh, Oh, shoot. Um, Well, I think if you want to check out more of your work, what's the best way if folks are interested in hearing more? You know, is the Wayframe Band website a place to start yeah i'd say that's probably your only destination for now yeah i'm more of a hobbyist i make a lot of stuff and then i convince myself it's terrible and i sit on it oh no other artist can relate to that at all (laughs) um but yeah if you go to the wayfaringband.com under galleries the art the artist owed gallery and you look for jared and um the nashville trip you'll find jared's mixtape from that trip which has three different songs inspired by the journey we were all on together so that was cool obviously you're listening to us right now so you're familiar Mm. with some of those tunes um yeah and if you want to go on a food tour of literally anywhere you can you can contact us and we'll put you in touch with jared and you can be his first client i'm ready let's go (laughs) let's go um all right well should we wrap this thing up yeah Thank you to all of our listeners for staying with us. Thank um, you. And thank you, Jared, for being our guest today. Oh, thank this you guys for really having fun. me. This is oh super fun, and you are the best, and we are just so grateful to have you in our community. So thanks a million. Oh, Same. thanks, guys. No problem. <laughs> Go eat something yummy. Bye. Be safe out there. Farewell, friends. Bye. Bye. Everybody In is sound engineered by Karen Hibner with original music by The Dosage. It is produced by The Wayfaring Band, a Denver-based 501c3 nonprofit specializing in life skills and leadership training through travel for adults with and without disabilities. Be sure to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Later, alligator.